welcome to my little house of prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me in our discussion of the subject of offense. Let's open in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us. This wonderful time of fellowship, a moment in time with you, Lord God. Thank you that when we do come together, we're lively stones fitted together to make up the house of the Lord. We are the body of Christ. I thank you for my friends that, and family that are listening in. I ask you to bless them, Lord. Father God, put your anointing on the words of my, come out of my lips. That, Father God, that you would speak to all of our hearts today and that we would hide your word in our heart hide your word in our mind that we might not sin against you Lord in Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name Amen I am taking a moment in time to ask you for prayer because I need it I won't go into detail, I just need your prayers. After all, this is about how to live a prayerful life. The Lord is good to me, but even in his goodness there are tests. And in these tests is when we need each other. What can I agree with you in prayer for? Um, you know, it's when we come in a united front that things will get done. God wants to use us to move things in the spiritual realm for His kingdom. Now, let's reread 1 Corinthians 13. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This is one of many ways that David hid the Word of God in his mind, that he would not sin against the Lord. So without further ado, let's begin. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, I am become a sounding brass, or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Charity, love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not our own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. 
I thought as a child, but when I became man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. We are looking at the end of verse 4 where it describes love as not being proud. Charity, love. Vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. I first titled this message, I am all that in a bag of chips. But this Tuesday morning, the Lord told me to change the title to Who do I think I am? We are now living in a society that is puffed up and proud. We all like to look good in front of people. This is alright if we are giving the glory to the Father. But when we look good in front of people at the expense of someone else, this is a horrible sin. One that not only degrades you and the other person, but opens the door for destruction of our walk with the Lord. The worst of this sin is that we can cause that person to stumble in their walk with the Lord, maybe even cause them to walk away from the Lord. And the word says, it is better for a millstone be hung around your neck than to cause one of his children to stumble. I know it says little ones, but every child of God is a little one in the Father's eyes. Before we begin, I want to look at the Webster's Dictionary and the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance for the meaning of pride. In the Webster's Dictionary, pride means feeling of self-worth or esteem, conceit, a sense of one's own importance, a feeling of elation due to success, the cause of splendor, to be proud of, to take credit for, or a herd alliance. <laughs> In the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, the word vaunteth means to boast, to pierce through. Adverb, a preposition form, across, farther, other side, or over. The word puffed, the primary sense of blowing, to inflate, make proud, growth by expansion or germination, natural production, lineal descent, Kind, mankind, nature, or natural. And last but not least, the word pride. Arrogancy, excellency, excellent, majesty, pomp, swelling, arrogance, haughtiness, or highness is the meaning for pride. Looking at all of these definitions, I want to say this. Lucifer was a created being made by the Lord. He was absolutely something to behold. He was there before creation began. He got to see it all happening. Isaiah 14, 12-24 How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, or mind, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation 
in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall look narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made a, the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, <clears throat> thrust through with a sword, that go down to the stones of the pit, as a carcass trodden underfoot, thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land, and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Prepare a slaughter for his children, for the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise, nor possess the land nor fill the face of the world with cities. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name, and remnant, and son, and nephew, saith the Lord. I will also make it a possession for the bittern and the pools of water, and I will sweep it with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. The Lord not only describes his creation, but he also tells him his future. Hallelujah! Come on! You can shout with me! Hallelujah! Satan only has some of the truth. He does not have all of it. I see it like this. He was in class. But because he was busy writing love notes to Leviathan, he only got the homework lesson. <laughs> and in so doing, pride entered his heart. Because of his own deception, he became the great deceiver. He knows just how to twist the truth in hopes of destroying the Lord's wonderful creation. So in our everyday lives, there is the choice to have righteous choices or unrighteous choices. It is left up to us. The Lord hopes we will make righteous choices. Look what it says in Proverbs 16:18. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. You know, I could testify to this and God's saving grace. I was told by my father when I came down with COVID to put on compression stockings and wear them. Did I do that? No. I may be 52, but I'm not old, and I don't want to look old. Well, I get to the doctor. She prescribes and demands that I wear compression stockings. I'm not old, and I don't want to look old. So did I listen to my doctor? Well, things have been involving with my help, and that's why I need prayer. So, I went and looked up the long-term effects of COVID, and all of a sudden my eyes just about popped out my head that 
it causes the deep veins in your uh, legs to produce blood clots. So, I bet y'all went and grabbed my compression stockings. I'm wearing them right now. Warm yesterday. <laughs> but I had to repent before the Lord for my pride, for my haughtiness. But I didn't want to look old. And you know what? He created that season. Who am I to judge it? So, I don't know about you, but I just laid my fault out there. And that's why I need prayer. So many different ways I need prayer. And um, I hope that just ministered to some of you out there that might be fighting this same battle. So, we all have pride in our heart, in our minds. But are we glorifying our Heavenly Father? Or are we out for our own ambitions? Is our ego so low that we have to put people down in order to feel good about ourselves? This world is filled with a lie that feeds into our lives no esteem whatsoever. I think that's one of the biggest lies the enemy has is you have no value when God says you're priceless. Who are we to judge a person's value when he's already placed the value on that person? And that's everyone. It says we're priceless. Why would the enemy be fighting us so hard? The, en the more the enemy can beat us down, the more he hides the Lord's message to be overcomers in him. We have a choice to receive his lie or to receive what the Lord says about us. Deuteronomy 28:13, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. This is one of many scriptures that talks about each and every one of us. How do we glorify our Father in heaven? By acting out these scriptures towards one another. In other words, do you want to have esteem concerning where you are? Build someone else up using his word. Like I've said before, each one of us may be the only Bible someone will ever read. Righteous pride is remembering we are nothing, can do nothing or have nothing apart from him. Then we give him all the glory for it. He makes us who we are. He expects us to serve one another with that same grace. You see, false pride tells us that we are all that in a bag of chips. But according to Isaiah 64, 6, it says that even on our best days, we have no righteousness in us. We have to rely totally on the Lord God Almighty for our righteousness. Because it is in Him. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So Isaiah says that even when we think we have it going on. That we are still yucky. Our righteousness depends solely upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Some of you are thinking... 
But that is the Old Testament. We are in a different covenant. Jesus gave the same laws in simplified terms. Matthew 5, 17-20 Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter the in to the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 22, 37-40 Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Romans 3, 19-23 Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So Jesus didn't just give us the same laws of the Lord, but he was our example of how to walk in it. Do you see now that we are to still live our lives according to the laws of God? The difference is that we are under grace. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We should live our lives according to the laws of God. But there is redemption of our mistakes, forgiveness for repentance. Does this make sense to you? What does this have to do with pride? Everything. Pride is an awful door into our hearts or minds. You see, according to James 2.10, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Did you see that? If we break one, we break them all. Remember, I have been saying that just because we receive the Lord's gift of salvation does not make us any less a sinner in need of a Savior than the lost person. The only difference between us and the lost soul is that we have the wonderful gift of His grace as our testimony. Revelation 12:11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. 
It is through the testimony that the Lord gives us that we can have righteous pride. Where we boast of him and not of ourselves, where our testimonies bring all the glory and honor that is due to his name, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Apostle Paul was always bragging on the Lord of all the many trials and testings that the Lord had brought him through. We are all going through many trials and testings that the Lord is graciously bringing our spoiled selves through. How can you call us spoiled? Even I am spoiled. He does dote over us, but our unrighteous pride can get in our way and in so doing cause us to forget to seek his face and not his hand. King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 1, 2 through 11, Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. What profit um, hath a man of all his labor, which he take under the sun? One generation passes away, and another generation comes. But the earth abideth forever. The sun also ariseth and the sun goeth down and hasteth to his place where he rose. The wind goeth toward the south and turneth about into the north. It whirleth about continually and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run to, into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Under the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. That which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said? See, this is new. It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. And Jesus gave a shortened version in Mark 8:36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to Him. It is really simple. You must first acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the law of the Lord. You know, are we fighting with pride? Are we fighting with Loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind? Are we fighting with loving one another in the perfect love of God? If not, this is sins that we can call out to Him. And I love where He says, Come, though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Let us decree together. Let us pass judgment together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Isn't that awesome? I always picture myself on a mountaintop 
and me in the and the valley beneath us where the sea of forgetfulness is trying to reach out and grab hold of us but the Lord says come let's talk about it and let us decree together let us pass judgment together over that sin it's the truth you know that sets you free and he that whom the sun sets free is free indeed as we call out those sins to him and you and him and we and he and each of us can stand on a mountaintop and pass judgment together you must ask him for forgiveness for all of your sins then thank him for his forgiveness so you can be made whole then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you then repent repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits change your choice making decisions let him influence your choice making decisions as you get in his holy word ask him to be lord over your life I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life. And help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have made the decision to give your life to Jesus, let me be one of the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. All of heaven is greatly rejoicing over your decision today, as well as I am. Please let me know of your decision today, because after I get through jumping and squealing the praises of God, I'm going to begin to pray for you on a daily basis. Please let me know of your decision today. I want to pray for you. If this message has brought up any questions or spoke to you in some way or if you have any prayer requests please let me know by commenting below private messaging me or you can email me at my number one little afmp at aol i check my messages daily so i will get with you and the reason some some stuff you want to put out there there's some things that you just don't want to put out there that's why you can private message me or email me so that your stuff doesn't go out there I just ain't that kind of person it's been done to me so much that you know what I know how it feels, therefore I won't do it. 
I would greatly love to hear from you. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship. I thank you for the patience of my people. I thank you that they took time out of their day to listen to this message, Lord. I hope that it speaks to them as much as it has me. I hope that it helps us refine our walk, Lord, so that we can just walk a little closer. And maybe one day you'll look at us and say, we're, you, you know what, y'all walking with me and we're, we've been walking a while and you're closer to my place than, I, than you are yours, so let's just go to my place. And I know you're gonna do it. You don't change. You didn't, you, Enoch and Elijah, they face the same thing. You're closer to my house than you are yours. Let's just go home. I believe the rapture is gonna be that way. Where you just call us home, say, you know, you're walking so close with me. Let's, let's just go to my house. Yours is too far away. I thank you for it, Lord God. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name. Amen.